Hey, this is Wilson. No Jason this week as always. What's up, Galvis? What up? Uh, so nothing much, you know. Um, sorry the episode is uh a day late. You know, usually uh, Monday is our uh, real recording and um publishing day, but uh, Galvis and I couldn't uh connect well enough yesterday to to do the episode. But we're here today. Everybody, for everybody that was looking for it, um, we're sorry. <laughs> That, uh, you know, for those of you that canceled plans, uh, didn't go to work, awaiting the episode, we, uh, we apologize. Hopefully we make up for it on today's episode. Uh, right. Uh, so, you know, this week's episode, uh, you know, the, the thing we've been going with lately, which is, you know, we're going to do a red pill quote of the week. Uh, and then Galvis wanted to uh, talk about, uh, you know, like stuff that we uh learned that we've learned since we've been older that we didn't know when we were when we were younger which is uh you know something everybody can uh identify with um but so let's just get right into it so for the redfield quote of the week this week uh it comes from the great uh illimitable uh man the great red red pill uh philosopher and writer uh who said once and i quote something a low value man says deemed creepy is flirty or sexy when spoken by a high-value man. Uh, now, this is something that, you know... Okay, now, break it down, because it sounded like it was a little confusing. So, basically, easy easy uh, translation is, if an ugly, ugly guy or if an ugly guy says something kind of flirtatious or sexual to a woman, it's deemed creepy. But if he's a good-looking guy or he's got money... It's just seen as flirty, flirty or sexy, or right. flirty or sexy. Yeah, now the this same is some... thing, the exact same thing can be said, but depending on who says it, it is interpreted a different way. Exactly, um, and this is something that I've uh, been dealing with uh, for Personally? a long time. Yes, uh, no. The thing about me on the internet is that most of these women don't really know what I look like. So I could understand, you know, I'm like a random guy on there, like trying to talk to them and stuff. And they don't even know who I am or what I look like. So do you, you not kinda, have a pic, do you not have a picture on your profile? Uh, I mean, on, on Facebook, they'll know, but I don't really do much of my stuff like that on Facebook. I do much. Cause of you're, my... cause you're, cause you're, cause you have a picture of yourself. That's why. You exactly. That, that would defeat the whole purpose. <laughs> okay. So I do most of my work on Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat, Twitter back in the day, uh, not as much on Twitter anymore, but still on Instagram and Snapchat. And so, you know, but most of these women don't know what I look like. But then even, you know, in times when it's been women who I, uh, who did know who I was or did know who I look like, you know, women I went to school with or whatever, um, it would be the same thing. You know, it'd be like, you know, uh, it's like they, they take it as me being a creep when really if I were a good looking guy, they'd be more receptive to whatever I was saying and it yeah. would go from there. You know, the reason it gets mm-hmm. to the point where it's like creepy is because number one, those, I mean, I mean, I, you know, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll say something and it'll be like, uh, you know, like, well, he, he, why does he, why is he talking to me when he looks like that? This is creepy. Right. <laughs> and, then, and, yeah. then, and then it'll be, um, and then it'll be, uh, you know, and then, and then I'll keep going because they're not receptive and that's when it really becomes creepy because, like, like desperation is creepy to women, you know. So, 
Uh, you know, and it's kind of ironic that this is the, the, the quote we're going with today because, um, you know, uh, it's, it's Andrew Cuomo, uh, Andrew Cuomo, the, the governor of New York right now, is uh, facing um, allegations of sex, sexual misconduct. And, you know, it's interesting the Me Too, the Me Too movement is mostly about high-value men being called, like, predators for just, you know, but, you know, you would think women would... Um, you know, like liking when they were coming. But he's a but he's a Democrat, so it won't get nearly as much publicity as it should. Yeah, but I think what happens is that the women will the women go along with it at first, and they probably you know a lot. Women are really like kind of predatory uh, in their pursuit of um, of men, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that so you know I mean like high value men, like like you know powerful men. Women become the the aggressive ones. So she might have even been like really like those what these women who make these Me Too claims, they might have really been like the ones who are like being the, yeah. being the aggressors. But then when it doesn't work out how they want it to work out and they don't get what they want, they turn around to the man was being, you know, uh you know, yeah. and then them. the problem is is that they have the text to prove it. And yeah. but they won't show who was the aggressor. And you got an older middle aged guy who's getting sexual text or sexual advances from a younger woman who's beautiful, what is he supposed to do? Turn it down? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Andrew Cuomo but, was just being a regular dude. <clears throat> but, now, let's, just, let's take something as simple as flowers. Okay? Flowers, which is the symbol, synonymous symbol with love, right? You uh-huh. get flowers, someone you love. Now, Flowers kind of don't hold the same value as it used to back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Back during our grandparents' heyday. Um, so, for example, you say, so if you, so you're saying that you're on the side of, if you say something sexual to a woman, she'll find it creepy, right? Exactly. Okay. So let's take flowers, for example. Mm-hmm. If you work in the office, and you leave flowers for a girl, how is she going to react? It's gonna let's, say be... you, let's, say, let's say you don't give them to her. You leave them at her desk with a note. She's not going to appreciate them, you know? No. She's and she's going to say, like... ugh, yeah. what a creepazoid, whatever. <laughs> now, if you have a guy, if now if you're in the office, but you look like someone who's Michael B. Jordan, close to that and you leave the flowers and you leave a note what is she gonna say she's gonna be like oh it's, it's like imagine her you know if if, it's, if if i do it then it's like you know um uh it's, she's gonna tell her coworkers, oh my god that creepy guy he left flowers at my desk but if michael b jordan does and it, she might like, even and she might even report your ass yeah but if Michael B. Jordan does, he's gonna be like, "Oh, she's gonna be like, oh, oh my God, Michael, he, he left flowers. He's so sweet. Yeah. Oh my God, you know." Now, so then, what does that tell does us? That tell us the issue is not the flowers or the action of the flowers being given. Mm-hmm. The issue is who gave her the flowers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So yeah. they have different rules for different sets of men. Mm-hmm. Right now, let's go back to you, okay? Mm-hmm. Do you, re- now, 
you know, this is what I don't understand about men, right? I'm taking mm-hmm. a shot at men. If you're Anthony Wilson, why the and you know you're not gonna make this girl fall in love with you or give you a chance because you gave her flowers, right? You know that. Mm-hmm. So why would you do it? Because why, Gomez? If I'm a man, obviously I like attractive now, women. Here's the thing, though. I'm not saying why would, but why? Okay, at the hotel I used to work at. There was this guy, and he was big and fat and just very a very not good looking dude. And he was mm-hmm. a creep and he was a pervert. <laughs> and he left flowers in women's cars because he used to valet for residences. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So he would leave flowers in the in the in the car for the women. Mm-hmm. Girl found out. She told her boyfriend. Boyfriend complained to management. He didn't get fired. He just got transferred. So, mm-hmm. my issue is this. Why the fuck would he... Like, why would you do that? Be, and Knowing that she's not going to fall for it. Like, why would you <laughs> leave flowers at a girl's desk if you know she's just going to say, oh, who's this creepy guy? Okay. So why would you still do it? It's hard to resist. And I have to give Galvis credit because Galvis has said before, like Galvis doesn't doesn't leave likes or comments on like random girls' Instagram and stuff. And, know, it's, like, not, and it's not because I'm married, and it's not because mm-hmm. I I don't want to disrespect my wife. It's because what the fuck do I gain from liking a bitch's picture? <laughs> oh yeah, all these Isn't... dudes, all these dudes that give women fifty thousand plus likes. What do they gain from it? Yeah, are they gonna the, sleep with her? And I, and no, I it, you know. But it's like the women, women on Instagram, they don't even know who's following them. Like if if they're not following you back, they don't even know. Like the guys who who comment on their pictures and like their stuff were just random to them. It's like they're just like faceless. Uh, they might as well be bots. Yeah, to the women. The women like these are just my yeah. like. No, I'm sure my, she likes the attention. She likes yeah. the traffic on her page. She likes the likes, but it's not like she's gonna go to everybody's like and say, "Oh, wow, okay, let me follow him. He gave me a like. Let me." No, they don't care. Yeah, uh, the guys themselves are to the women are just like nothing. You know, just 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 numbers. Each each guy who likes her pick is just a different number. You know, he's yeah. like number 75, he's like number 500, he's like number 1,000, you know, like that. Um, but I... I now, you know, unless I, you have the social platform and the power to actually sleep with these broads, mm-hmm. then I could say, all right, I could see why you're... I could see why you're trying to get at her or why you're mm-hmm. giving her a like. But if you're just the average Joe and she doesn't even know who you are... Why give them a like? Why? For what? What do you gain? Yeah. Well, as they say, Galvis, you know, the thirst is real. You know, and I just, I'm, I mean, I'm a thirsty guy. And there are a lot of thirsty guys out there. And that's why women right now are winning the game. You know, because guys like me are willing to, if we were all, if all men were to band together and go, 
we're not giving these women any more undeserved attention and adulation mm -hmm. and adoration just for being women and being pretty when they don't think anything of us. Uh, the gang would flip it, flip it. You know, yeah, they would change. It's, it's no different than if you go to your job and all your employees get together and say, we're not going to work another minute if you don't give all of us a raise. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen? They have to do it because they're mm -hmm. not going to not want to like rehire, retrain. And at the end of the day, somebody has to run the company. It's going to take a long time to re to retrain and rehire people. Mm -hmm. So the, it's, they're going to cave in. Mm -hmm. No, um, not if one person does it, then they'll just fire his dumb ass. But, it, you know, unfortunately it'll it'll never happen because i mean it is what it is guys that's why these i mean bro these like you always talk about you know i mean these big women you know on tiktok and stuff you know who are just like they'll be like 300 pounds and they'll be it'll be guys in the uh the comments like thirsty for them you know uh mm. so it's just it's always going to to be like that you know uh, i mean guys are just thirsty for that little hole that they have down there and will sell out just for the, I mean, just for the, I don't know, just for the feeling, you know, I, like I said, I can't criticize because I do the same thing. I'm on the internet, you know, all day on social media, uh, you know, inboxing girls and stuff like that and replying to their stories and stuff like that. When, you know, it's like, it's like for what, you know, but that, you know, I don't know. That's just, it's like, a, it's like a mechanism that men, have to just constantly be uh you know thirsty for women and then you know the internet makes it so easy to to do it you know you don't have to go outside it's, you don't have to move you know like me, yeah because before in my bed before you actually had to before you actually had to go out to the bar to the club you actually had to go out and meet these women i mean you could join chat rooms and all this kind of stuff but it wasn't like you were able to you didn't know who the actual person was you didn't know if a, it could have been just been like a weird guy just pretending to be a woman you know now with social media now with facetiming let me uh you ever seen that show catfish yeah what i don't understand is with today's technology why don't these people just facetime each other mhm mm Never thought of that. It's like you said, you know, it's a, it's a sucker born every minute. And it's always going to be somebody who, even with this, I mean, come on, bro. We're, we're 10 years past the point where we should be, you know, guys should be getting catfished, you know. Uh, exactly. It's just, it's just too easy to communicate Women with someone like Women either. Yeah. Nobody, should, nobody should ever be getting catfished. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a... Uh, it's crazy this game, man. This game of, uh, of of mating. It's it's you know it's all the mating game, you know. Yeah. And and guys are are uh, are so desperate to get laid that it's uh you know it's created a, a situation where women uh especially well, two, social. Tupac said it. I, I saw in the interview, Tupac said that all these rappers, these new up and comers. They're going to get killed because of a woman. He said, we have to go back to the penitentiary days where you just jack off. Mm -hmm. He goes, 
if you have a down ass bitch, if you have a like a real girl, like a real woman, then that's cool. But you chasing these thoughts, these groupies, you like you're literally gonna get yourself killed, bro. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. never learn. Now, yeah. it's kind of easy for us to say that, but you know, if you're a young rapper that's that has some type of a following and you're getting good money. You know, all these women are throwing themselves at you. It's kind of hard to say no. No? Yeah. I mean, how many times do you think Bobby Shmurda has had sex since he got him released? Hmm. I mean, as many times as he's wanted to. You uh, see the girls that he was in the plane with? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, I'm almost surprised. You know how black women are? And, you know, like they don't, because the girls were white. And... Uh, yeah, uh, it's black people who've been supporting him this whole time, and then he gets out, and he's with white girls. You know, I'm kind of surprised that the black women didn't turn their backs on him, but they were pretty. I think they were pretty, uh, pretty quiet about it, as far as uh, as far as I saw. Um, but that's how stupid women are, though. And yeah. This is this is not even a race thing. So these women are nothing other than hookers, escorts, just tramps. Mm-hmm. So you want to see other women take that? Like you want to see yeah, you want to be black women? <laughs> you want black women to be in the plane with him? You want them to be the tramps and the and the skanks <laughs> and the hookers? Come on now. Yeah, we know women are not, especially black women are not the sharpest knives in the freaking tool shed. Sharpest knives in the drawer. <laughs> um, uh, I didn't say that. You did. Don't quote me on that's that. That's okay, bro. Um, but um, you should see how Kevin Samuels, the way Ke- Kevin Samuels always exposes black women for their stupidity. Like they get up there and it's like you just tell that they never had anybody to challenge them in any way. And he gets on there with his logic and he just completely just takes them apart. You know? And it's crazy because he has such a like a. He's so laid back. Yeah. He has such a calm demeanor. Yeah. But. um. But uh, but yeah, man, it's um, it's it's definitely tough, you know. I know we um, you know the quote you gave, but it's just you, you know, you know what the worst part is, Wilson. Uh-huh. It sucks that it's true, right? It sucks that it's true. It is what it is. The whole, it depends. It depends who does it, right? Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. But why can't women just admit it? You know? Because you know what, just, I don't think that they, I don't think that it's something that they consciously understand. I just think that they're just, they're just repulsed by low value men. And that's, I don't think it's something that they think about. I don't think they go, oh, well, well he's, he's, he's ugly. So that's harassment, and this guy's handsome. It's just, it's just what it is. It's just how they re- respond. To okay, it, you know, it's it's no different than like a man chasing a girl. They don't care <laughs> what her morals are or what her. They're just chasing after the hole. But all right, let me ask you one one other question. Kind of ties into. I don't know if you this will be a quote in the future, but let me ask you. Okay. Why is it that a woman 
will give up her box so easily to an ex-felon, a a good-for-nothing dude with three baby mamas and three kids, but she'll make the good guy wait for it or work for it. Yeah, uh, there's a saying in the um, in the red pill community that women uh, make rules for beta for betas, and they break rules for uh, for, for for alphas. You know, but so, and and so it, it all ties into what we're talking about now, right? It's just that mm-hmm. every woman make different sets of rules for different men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the value of the man is, is what determines uh, how she responds to, you know? Yeah. Um, it is what it it's is. crazy because, like, because, you know, yeah. men, like, we say it all the time. Like, women complain that men are dogs. But mm-hmm. we, we carry that title. Mm-hmm. We know we are. Mm-hmm. Women are the exact same way, if not worse. But mm-hmm. they want to act like they're angels. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. That's what uh, that's what makes it bad. Is the like with the cheating and stuff is that they're so they're so sneaky, and they don't claim it and they don't get uh, yeah you know or just the cheating or the the messing around with different guys and stuff like that being hoes is that they don't they don't get yeah. the spotlight put on them for it and get the same ridicule for it that they, that they no, should. I get. think I How think with I think I think with social media and TikTok a lot more of this is coming out into the light. Like a lot, I think a lot more men are now starting to realize just how sneaky women are. So Mm -hmm. I give it, I think, you know, I give it a, like maybe by the next generation, I think Mm -hmm. it's no longer going to be only men or dogs. It's just going to be a free for all now. And I think I always say like, you know, uh, there are girls in Miami, right? Any these girls in Miami that you always see on these yachts, yeah, and these you know who all do every day is like a, a beach day, a vacation day, or something like that. They're always yeah. every time you see them, they're in a mansion. Those girls are nothing but escorts. Nothing yeah. but girls. They don't. That, they don't. They don't show who's on the other side of the picture. Yeah, and they chase after athletes. You know that's all they do. Those girls in Miami, strippers. But I almost respect in LA it because too. yeah, yeah, that's their grind. Yeah, but I almost respect it because they don't really. I, I almost have some respect for a woman who's a hoe and who who who's not hiding it. You know, who owns it. It's the ones who are sneaky about it and low key about it and do the you know the, the creeping around. That's the ones who really who really bug me. I'll never forget you know? when I used, when I used to work at the Marriott. I was coming up the la- elevator, and these two young broads, dressed like hookers, asked me. She saw that I was in a suit, and she saw that I had the the work the Marriott badge on me. And she goes, "Are the ball players in already?" Because, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know, I'm not sure." Because we're not we're not allowed to say. And they're like, "Okay." And then one of the girls grabs the other girl by the arm and goes, "Oh, I know, I think I know where they're at." And then they just left. Yeah. Imagine getting out, right? You're a woman. You get out. You know that the ball players or whoever the team is is gonna be at a certain hotel, right? That's where they're gonna be. You get up, you put on your sluttiest outfit, and you go to the hotel, and just to hoping that you can be some groupie 
and one of the you know the ball players will take you up to their room or something like that. Imagine that thought process and that thought that process of, of thinking like that and getting up and getting having that type of lifestyle and driving to the hotel and, and waiting out and bro, that is insane if you actually think about it. Yeah, you know? that's a that's a crazy lifestyle. And then imagine if you're just like, and you and and the crazy thing is now. Some girls are lucky enough to have a baby by them, and then they get paid good child support. Some of them are lucky enough that they get flown all across the country, all across the world with these players. Some of them are lucky that they're able to get a car out of it, or at least a Louis Vuitton bag out of it. And there's other girls that they just give it up just because he's a famous athlete. Yeah, that's it. And that's it. And they get nothing out of it other than just being able to say, yeah, I slept with I don't know, Derek Jeter or Clay Thompson or, or Devin whoever. Booker. <laughs> Devin Booker, Blake Griffin, whoever. Anthony Davis. And so yeah. it's crazy that now imagine that girl that doesn't get anything and she has to go back to like her ordinary life. She's just working at your typical nine to five office job. And like she's like, imagine like if the coworkers only knew that this girl goes at night to hotels to see if she can get fucked by these famous athletes or yeah. celebrities. And that's the craziest part is that's the thing about Patrice's two girls, one cup theory. And, you know, it doesn't have to be two girls, one cup. It could be anything, any, any type of sexual act or anything that's like whole behavior, slut behavior, or even just anything like outside of the, you know, the like normal sex act, you know, um, which is just regular intercourse or even, even the normal oral sex act. You know, any type of anything, anything sexual. Yeah, like that, which is like, you know, you do that, but then you're going to walk around in the street and look at, you know, then go, like you said, and go to work and just like nothing's wrong. Like you're just like us, you know, like or like you go to your you go to like it's a Sunday afternoon (laughs) and you go you go to uh, your your family's barbecue and like everybody's everybody's there. Everybody's having a good time. And little do they know. You know, my cousin or my niece or even my daughter is out here trying to get fucked by these celebrities. Yeah, and she'll and she'll just and she carries herself like nothing is like yeah. she's just the good girl. Like she's like nothing. she's just she's just your average average Joe. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah, well, that's crazy. Yeah, but um, yeah. One thing I wanted to talk about was like, what what's one thing Wilson that you've learned? That you've gotten old. Now we're thirty. We're gonna be thirty-three this year. What's something that you kind of? It could be women or anything. Like, what's something that you realize now that you're older that you didn't know, or didn't understand, or just didn't realize when you were younger? Well, I always think about when uh, Cam Newton was first coming in the NFL, and he did this little TV spot or whatever with Tom Brady, and and Brady goes, you know, this is like this is like ten years ago. And Brady goes, man, if only if only I knew now, uh, if only I knew then what I know now, I'd have a lot of fun. I, I would have had a lot of fun, you know. And, you know, Brady was super successful regardless, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, you know, for me, I always think back to, like, when I was in high school, how, you know, I would have, if I could go back to high school, uh, the main things I would have known, I would have studied harder to try to get into a, uh, a better school. Uh, you know, I was kind of like a, I, I just, I didn't really study it, but I was still kind of smart enough to just get by, you know? Yeah. Uh, I did, I did pretty well in the SAT, 
But uh, you know, I ended up going to a junior college and then kind of a low-level uh, Cal State college to get my degree. But if I could go back, I would have I would have like been really diligent and try to get into at least a UC school, you know. And the other thing I would have done is I would have um, I would have tr- tried to do more to make to make memories, you know. When I look back on it now, bro, you know all yeah. my mem- all my memories from when I was younger basically are from uh, like watching Shaq and Kobe. You know, watching yeah. Pete Carroll's USC. Team. But it's not really memories that you lived. Yeah, exactly. The stuff that I yeah. act like actually. Like you would have you preferred to have gone to school dances or yeah, just, and gone to, or just and hang play, around with the guys and bust each other's yeah. balls and shit like yeah, that. And, you know, and play and played football and played maybe played basketball or at least gone to the games, you know. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. do any of that, you know. And now I look yeah. back on it now and I'm I'm almost thirty three. And it's like, bro, I really have no, all, like I said, all my memories come from watching sports, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, of course. So any, any young kid who might be watching this, who's like, just kind of, he just goes to school and goes, goes home. No, try to make yourself some memories, man. Yeah. You know, because yeah. one day and, you and, and, back, you know? And, not, and don't be, and don't be worried about, about being embarrassed, because at the end of the day, 99.9% of the people who were around you in high school will not be around when you get to our age. Mm-hmm. They'll just be a memory. Yeah. You may have them as a friend on social media, but you ain't going to be hanging out with them. You ain't going to be talking to them. But um, yeah, one thing for me is work. Mm-hmm. Where, And I, I guess you could tie it to like the NFL. Right, especially in the NFL, more than any other sport, where work, you cannot take work too serious in the sense of like a job, right? I worked at the Marriott for 10 years, bro. There were times where we were busy as hell, and they were like, hey, can you, can you work without taking a lunch today? We're really busy. We'll pay you, but can you do it? All right, cool. Can you stay overtime? Cool. Can you come on your day off to help? Cool. All for what? For when it's time for them to let you go, they're going to do it. They're not going <laughs> to remember all those times that you um, like, did work for them. When, or, mm-hmm. or when it's time to discipline you. Like, you really think they're going to look back and say, yeah, you know what? David and Wilson, they're good employees. You know, we ask them to come in and, you know, they, they, they stay for overtime when we ask them, blah, blah, blah. They're good. No, nah, hell no. When it's time to discipline you, they're going to do it, you know? Uh-huh. And it's no different than the NFL, right? You play uh-huh. through injury. You pl- Look at what happened with Isaiah Thomas. You put your body on the line. You play through injury. All for what? For them to just be like, oh, all right, well, you're no good for us. You're, not, you're no use to us anymore. Yeah, and fans and then were- they, uh, the fan, yeah, the fans will, uh, the fans will criticize a player for being selfish or looking out for himself and his own interests or not being loyal to a team, but they're not, re- they're not really as critical of, of franchises that will just release or trade yeah. a, a player who's given so much to the franchise. You know? Exactly, uh, which, like it's so rare. Like you get a player, a like, player like like Kobe, where they kind of pretty much just threw him a bone the last two years that he was in the Lakers. Where it's just, well, you've brought us championships, you brought us joy and this and that, so we're going to give you a two-year, $50 million extension. 
It doesn't happen that way very often. Actually, yeah. never happens. It's super rare when that happens. And Man, so I that's why, like, now at this job, this new job that I'm at now, I don't care anymore. Like, there was times when I was at the hotel, bro, where I had plans and I had to do something. And I would cancel them because I was like, nah, I can't call off because my job is, like, that we're going to be short-staffed. We're going to be busy. They're going to need me. Mm-hmm. And all for what? For them to just <laughs> kick me to the curve after 10 years? <laughs> yeah. You know? That, yeah, and, and it sucks. It sucks. And and I think what people need to realize is that everybody in this world, unless you're like literally LeBron James, I'm not even talking about a professional athlete. I'm talking about specifically unless you are like LeBron James, you are replaceable. Mm-hmm. You know? And I tell this to people. I'm like, Work goes on without you. Life goes on without you. And the faster you realize that, the better off you're going to be. You know, like at this new, like that's something I learned. And moving forward, any other job I have, it's like, if I have something to do, I'm not going to worry about work anymore. Because at the end of the day, they do not appreciate it. You know, they appreciate it while you're there. But the moment it's time to cut you loose or let you go, you're out of there, bro. You know? Yeah. It's uh it's a tough it's a tough uh it's a it's a, it's a it's an unforgiving world, Galvis. You know, it is. Dog. And and it's no different it's no. no different than even even with women or with men. Bro, if you die at a young age, your significant other or your spouse or your widow, whoever it is. Eventually, after over time, they're going to forget about you. Not forget about you, but they're going to go on without you. And they're going to get a new guy or a new woman. And that's just what that's just how it is, bro. Yeah, it sucks, and this, man. This, this especially uh, relates to, to women because mm-hmm. we know that it's, it's impossible to, to build up equity with women. Like, there's, there's no loyalty that a man can earn from from a woman like you know it doesn't matter what you do for them or how long you're with them or anything once they're over it they're over it and it's just over you know yeah there's no oh he he did so much for me oh he was so good to me we were together for so long it's just like once if they find a better guy or they just get bored of you or whatever they get you know they don't love you anymore that's it yeah gone they're gone Um, or they just like yeah man you could have a 15-year relationship, and it's the greatest thing ever since sliced bread. And just something happens. The sex is no longer great. Um, you know, the guy gets boring, and he doesn't want to go out and do things anymore. You think a woman's going to stick around and be, mi- and, and be miserable? She's going to be like Bill Belichick. <laughs> yeah. He's On like- to the next. Yeah, bro, it's, it's it's a business. It's just business. <laughs> it's a very unforgiving world, a very unforgiving life, and it sucks. But I mean, it is what it is. You, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can change. You cannot like, you know, you can't change it, bro. You can't, no matter how hard you try, you know. And like, 
no matter how hard you try to be a good husband and a good dad, when a woman wants to make that change, she's going to do it, bro. Yeah. She's um, going to do it. It's, uh, that's how they are, bro. They're not, they're, they're not, that's why you've never heard the term, the phrase, you know, woman of honor. Or, you know, she's a stand-up woman. There, oh, there used you? to be, though. There used to be. Uh-huh. I think, I think in the like in the forties. Oh, obviously, back in like old time, medieval times, and you know, in the eighteen, seventeen, sixteen hundreds, women were genuinely afraid to make that change because they knew that a woman, a, a man, could just beat the shit out of them. You know, but now in today's generation, because a woman works. And a woman has just as much freedom as a man does. Um, you know, there's no, it's, it's very hard to find a good woman now. And that's what I always told you, man. If you find a good woman, you better hold on to that shit because they are few in between, man. <laughs> that's why, that's why I've been, that's why I've been with my, with my wife for three years. We've been dating for, 10 we're going on 11 this year because i know like bro i know that if i were to leave her for some other broad bro it'd be a heartache man i would for me too for me because i i like 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 i i know i've told you this before off the record one of the biggest things that is so important in life that like you cannot, oh, like take for granted, is peace, peace in your house, peace at work, peace in in life, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a good job or a decent job and you have no stress and all that, then that's that's a blessing. Same thing with a woman, bro. If you can go to sleep at night peacefully and not worry about if your woman is. Doing some shit behind your back, that's a blessing. Yeah. Huge uh, blessing. You know? You, you, but that's the thing, you still really don't even, you still don't know. But you, you still don't know, but at least she's not giving you a reason to stay up at night and worry, like, ah, oh, damn, what is she doing? You know? Mm-hmm. You know, she's not going to the bar every day with her quote-unquote girlfriends or her co-workers and she doesn't get home till like midnight drunk as hell you know what i'm saying Uh it's it's little things like that that is you cannot over you cannot like take it for granted bro you cannot take it for granted yeah no that's why shout out to my wife you know, I know, I know, like, I, I, like, complain about women and I talk shit about women. But at the end of the day, you know, my wife, um, you know, she's never really, she's never given me a reason to, like, doubt her. Um, you know, if she tells me, like, oh, I'm going somewhere, you know, with my coworkers or with someone, like, now, like I said, I don't know if, if she's really not doing that. But at least I don't have to worry about it. You know? Right. It's not something 
that you're yeah. like suspicious about because she doesn't exactly doesn't. exactly yeah um all right brother all right thank god I'll, uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow bro all right man so, uh, before we get out of here, just a reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. The show is also on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and every other major podcatcher. Make sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TCP underscore pod and to like it on Facebook. Just search for the Complete Player Podcast. Send feedback and mailback questions to Wilson Report Redux at gmail.com. We are out.